Welcome to the Convenience Economy Podcast, where we discuss how the buyer's journey has changed the way B2B software is acquired and how B2B companies are adapting or getting left behind. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another action-packed Convenience Factor Podcast. Uh, great guest today. And, and today we're across the pond, just to show that technology does work because here we are first thing in the morning or first thing in the afternoon for uh, for Fred. So Fred, Go ahead and tell my audience who you are, what you do, and kind of give them a quick little background on, uh, you know, on, on, on where you, where you, how you started your career and where you are today. Love to hear it. Sure. So yeah, Fred Copestake, I'm founder of Brindis, which is a sales training consultancy. And uh, I mean, yeah, over the last 23 years, I've been around the world 14 times, uh, worked in 36 different countries, trained over 10,000 salespeople. And um, I look, uh, it's been a real honor doing that for a start. But what it what it's allowed me to do is also start to really understand what are the challenges that salespeople are facing today. Um, I looked at those and thought, okay, well, you know, it's my job to help people deal with these, and so that inspired me to write my first book, uh, Selling Through Partnering Skills, which helps people develop a way more collaborative approach to deal with that. Um, which I which I wrote and all going to be well and good, and sort of build all my training around that, and, and I still do, um, except sort of about three months after I launched it, COVID came along. <laughs> but but to be fair, it's not changed anything about what I was saying. But if anything, it sped it up. But what, what I then realized is actually the challenges I was helping salespeople face, which are still there, there's another level of them. So I very quickly, I'd like to say put pen to paper because it sounds all romantic, but actually it was typed. Uh, another book out, uh, which has just been released, which is about hybrid selling of how they can bring in a, a real mixed approach to to keep ahead of the game because you know sales is changing at pace. Yeah, yeah, so. and that's how and that's how Fred and I were introduced through a, through a, a, a guy by the name of Kevin Dixon, who you guys have heard my podcast with. We built the buyer community with uh, together, Kevin and I, and you know, and Kevin introduced me to, to Fred and I. I got to be honest, right? I looked at his his book and i'm like wow hybrid selling and i thought right because omadin we do demos and it's hybrid it's we think we talk about you know digital and human so i immediately thought hey this guy wrote a book about us and as it turned out he didn't write a book about us but he what he did was was really has taken the, the, this idea that, that i think is core to our conversation today which is that you know there are a lot of pundits out there that are talking oh everything's changed you've got to change and and, and yet I think selling is the same. It's still about relationships. It's still about thought leadership. It's still about trust. And what Fred talks about in his in both his books, but in the last book, the hybrid selling is the fact that that it, in, in more of this world of hybrid, right? You may not get as much face to face meetings. You may not get as much you know time in front of us. But so, but what can you do? What skills do you need to continue to work on so that you can sell, right? So, Fred, let's kind of start there. You know, what was the impetus of writing the book? And kind of, you know, what's your favorite part of the book? Like, what's the part that that you were really the, you know, that that you think, gosh, you know, you started off with 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 this, and it, it, it as an author myself, you, you, the journey changes, the road changes. So, kind of walk me through that. Yeah, I mean, one as you say, it was defining hybrid because there was lots of things being bandied around, you know, and then some people say, oh yeah, salespeople are going to have to work at home and with customers and on the road, and it's like, well, nothing at all has changed there. It's it's been like that for ages. Well, and then they have to work virtually. And it's like, well, hang on, are you defining virtual selling as hybrid? Because that's got a vein. It's virtual selling already. It's part, part of it. Hybrid has got way more to it, in my humble opinion. So it was just trying to capture all of those things 
But as you say, it's a just it's a lot of stuff that salespeople have been doing for a time. There are some modern tweaks, yes, but it's now saying, you know what, we have to do all this stuff. Otherwise, we're not going to be as relevant to our customers in the future as we need to be and want to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that I managed to kind of structure the Evolve framework as hopefully a way of getting, you know, helping people get their head around what are all these things we need to do. Um, but I think I'm most proud of the little story, that, or the, the story that I start with, because uh, I don't know if it's having confidence in the second book to sort of do stuff a little bit differently, but I started off, you know, part one is this story of Harry and Larry, these, these two sales guys that are kind of having to go through these changes because stuff hits them quickly. And uh, we're using storytelling as a way to get the, the message across first and then building out what looks like a, a more normal book, if you like, in the, in the second part. And then third part, how can people actually apply this? Because it's all about action at the end of the day. That's where people yeah. learn. But I like yeah, the Harry Larry story. The way you talk, <laughs> right? It's it, it's a great you know it's a great it's a great story and it's kind of banter back and forth and obviously right there's the 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 the, the villain if you will and the hero of of, of how to do that. Um, you know the, the other thing I'd like to be kind of interesting is so so you you start off with your introduction around you know travel the world fourteen times, train ten thousand salespeople. If you were to go to an organization tomorrow of a hundred salespeople. Would you train differently? Is there things you're gonna you're gonna that you maybe five years ago you spent a lot of time honing and making sure people yep. grasp versus you know today? Is there? I mean, I I, I think the answer is yes, right? So uh, I'm just thinking that yeah. how you go about doing that. Massively different. Um, both how well, I would train that? it. Massively, massively different. Massive, massive difference. Both how I would train it and what I would train. Um, I mean, look, when I was traveling, it was great. And a lot of the times it was go somewhere. And because I've sat on a plane for 13 hours and people have traveled a lot for it, we'd put these big, long training courses on, you know, four or five day events. They were great fun, but it's a lot of stuff for people to take in. So I think what people's shift to virtual and the fact we had to do stuff in a different way has opened people's minds to actually breaking stuff down into smaller parts, delivering it in little chunks that people can take away and apply, implement. That's where we can really make a difference. So I've restructured training around not just these smaller chunks, but how can we drive the implementation? Box step, fully enough, is a big part of it, you know, because box step helps you take the information you learn on training and use it properly. We've got a robot that you can talk to for coaching daily. Um, we'll kind of drive the activity with a real life account through training to make the stuff pay for itself. So the format of the training is different. Um, and also, you know, since I've started to understand partnering skills better and using pq at the core and sort of building out a way of helping people be more collaborative in their approach and actually telling them how to not just saying oh yeah be more collaborative but saying well it's applying these partnering skills into to develop your mindset yeah. the the the, con the the framework the content i mean everything is a big big difference to what yeah. i did do. yeah we could peel that back and i mean i think you know what 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 you know what, the reason i went down that path and asked that question right is i think you know, what you come across and what you're advocating is, is the same as how we think we only them think about the buyer, right? That used to be you had a, you know, hey, it wasn't uncommon to do a three hour presentation, a, a 42 slide sales deck. And let me tell you all my logos and where we're from and blah, 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 blah. And then, and then you know, a 90 minute scripted, you know, intense demo. And, and, and I'll tell you what, you know, I did those. I, I did those, and yeah. now you're not doing any more of those, right? That that the, the I, we we have a customer that I, that 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 calls them snackables. People want they have a question, they want the answer, 
and they don't want to wait 90 minutes hoping you answer their question. They want to get it and go on, right? And I think what you have uncovered is if a trainer approaches a sales organization and says, listen, here's our five-day agenda, <laughs> you know, yeah. The, yeah. The, your attendance <laughs> just went to zero. I mean, because, yeah. you know, so, so when you talk about that and you, and you, you, and you, let's peel that back a little bit. What are, wh how are you doing that? Right. I mean, how are you, you know, if you are going into an organization and it's, again, we're using the, the, the fictitious hundred people, are you doing it, you know, an hour here, an hour there? Are you doing it? You know, I mean, apply that because I know you get the partnering skills, you got the hybrid selling. There's a lot in there, right? There's a lot in there that you're, that sure, you're trying sure. to advocate and teach. And train. There is. So I, 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 <clears throat> excuse me, I now talk in, in terms of accelerators. So I sell one thing or two things. There's a hybrid selling accelerator. There's the collaborative selling accelerator. If you want to work with me, it's because you want to be more collaborative in the way that you approach stuff. Yeah, that's where you're going to get success in your sales. So it's formulated to be delivered in a very specific way. So weeks one, three, five, seven, nine, that's going to be virtual instructor-led stuff. You've then got coming back to talk about how you're applying that. You're putting your stuff into box step. You've got digital, which is supporting that. We've got Rocky Robot, all, all those things around it. And that is how it is run. That, that's not up for discussion. And, and this might sound a bit arrogant, but I want to push back against this, this training premise, which is, for me, it's about training companies trying to sell days, which is a, ah, well, Greg, I'm going to have to come in. I'm going to have to do a bit of research. I have to understand what you're all about. I'm going to have to learn about your organization. I'm going to go away and design stuff. I'm going to go away and develop it. I'm going to go and write the training for you and all this, because... I think when people do that, they don't always do that. They're just going to do what they're going to do anyway. So now I would just say, look, let's just let's just cut straight to the point. This is what we're going to deliver. There's 22 years research behind this. It's bang up to date. It will be altered to make sure what we're doing is is super on point. But the way it's got to be delivered is like this. Yeah. Oh, can we just do a couple of lunch times? Can we do that? No, you can't. Well, yeah. we don't want to do that. Okay, well, we'll work with you then. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, if, if, so if, if you want the results, you've got yeah. to do the right stuff <laughs> yeah and, and Fred it's so cool because I think what, what, what you're saying to this organization is what we say every day too which is hey just because you did it 10 years ago yeah. it, you can't do it again today the world has changed you're, the way you learn has changed the way you you know retain change and we say that to our customers about the buyer I think this whole idea about we got to do all this analysis and so forth customers are smart they know yeah. a heck of a lot more than they did you know, about you and your product and your solution in there. And then just like you, right, you're training salespeople that have been doing it for a little yeah. bit. They don't need every morsel of, of training. And I think what you're, what you're advocating is you want to come in and say, listen, I, maybe, maybe this is putting words in your mouth, but you want to come in and say, hey, listen, what I want to do is hone, right? Yeah. Those skills, not teach you how to talk, right? And, and, and you, you know, when you talk about pen to paper, um, yeah. Yeah. It's no, absolutely. It's, it's carefully picked. So, so each module and the bit that we're learning, because we can go into depth, so we can go into huge depth, but you know, the live stuff, this is what you can do in three hours practically. And that's what you can do. If that's all you want to do, great. There'll be some refresher in there because I doubt you'd be on the course if you don't know this. But often with experienced people, they get the most out of that. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> they go and they apply it, and then we just take it up a level. Now, if they want to go deeper, there's more stuff in the video. If they want to go even deeper, you know, my own podcasts and references, and we can point people to go depth, depth, depth. But it's all about here's the thing. Take it. Do it. Apply it. Do it with the customer. I mean, the whole collaborative selling is about being buyer-focused anyway. So what better way to apply it than work with a buyer that you want to focus yeah, on yeah. and drive real life stuff through? Yeah. You know? And I and I love the word collaboration, right? Because I think that today, right, the the the, the selling world is more about a guided selling approach, right? Again, the buyer is smart. They they know a lot more than they did. They, they, listen, yeah, news for you, sales team. 
the buyer has internet too, right? And they can go out <laughs> and do research and they can research you and they can research your company. They can research your yeah. solutions. They can research your competitors. So when you go in, what you need to do is guide them, right? And you, and to your point, yeah. collaboration. It, and so let, let, just- Well, so let me, let me jump in and, and yeah, violently yeah, yeah. agree with you is that what I'm seeing more and more is where salespeople can massively add value. Again, they hate this. It isn't your product or service. It's probably very similar to what other people sell, but it's how you sell it. If you can come along and you can help people think differently, if you can help them understand what they need to do to get to the point where they need to be, guide them through their own buying process. Now, you know, some buyers absolutely understand how they need to buy something. They've got their protocols. They've got their systems. You try and change that, you will wind them up. Other people are going, I don't buy this stuff very often or ever. I don't know how to do this. Well, guess what? I do sell this type, this stuff regularly. Let me take you through it. Yeah, That's yeah. the value the salesperson's bringing into it. Yeah, yeah, not I your agree. widgets, not your systems, not your... That will come into effect later. But yeah. think about what can I make doing to bring my insights, perspectives, get people thinking. Yeah. It's, it is changing. I was, I, was tra- I was training a, um, a reasonably novice sales team, team the other day, and it was interesting how they, they'd had some questioning skills training, but they was all about qualification. It was like kind of bant, bant basics. It's like, you know, all these people suitable for my attention. I'm like, okay, yes, you do have to do that. But I need you to be shifting your way of thinking that your questioning is to help people think. That's really why you're doing it. That's where you will add value and position yourself as a better salesperson. If you're working out at the same time that, yeah, it's worth me carrying on with these. But when you're adding that value because the question stimulates them, they will want to talk to you more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and listen, there was you know, um, a, published, public, a publication just came out from Gardner that said that 63% of all buyers find no difference in your website <laughs> and your digital channels across five or six companies, right? They don't, there's no, they're all the same in their mind, right? So what you need to do is to your point, Fred, is a salesperson's job, right? Is to navigate. If there's 50 lanes, like I, I said, the one guy the other day, I said, think about it as a as the GPS is used to just take you from point A to point B. Now they tell you there's traffic, police, all those things happening, yeah. and they may take it a different route. That's a salesperson's job: avoiding the pitfalls, avoiding the challenges, helping that buyer get from point A, which is I have a problem, to your goal B. Point B, which is I want to buy your solution to solve the problem, right? But too many people get caught up in the, hey, my process says I have to ask these 10 questions. And then after those 10 questions, I have to do this. I was on the phone with someone yesterday and we we're like, yeah, you know, I, I ask people all the time, would you buy for yourself? And they say, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow the process. <laughs> well, then why do you do it? Well, because we have to. We need the we need the data. We need the MQLs, the SQLs, the, you know, all that data. And I think what you're trying to say is, no, the, the, the world has shifted. Let's do more collabor- collaborative. <laughs> It's funny, actually, when you said there's 50 lanes, because my brain does weird things, I think in pictures, I went back. Do you remember that old video game, Frogger? Yeah. Where there was a frog which had to cross the road. I started thinking that, and actually, that's a little bit what it's like. It's like, you've got to cross this road, and there's these trucks coming along, which will smash you and squash you if you're not careful. Now, what we could do as a salesperson is say, right, I'll step out and I'll have a look and I'll tell you when to come and we can get you across that road and you'll not be smashed by a big truck. Yeah, yeah and that's value, man. You know, if, you're, if there's no difference between, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 the websites and these new microsites, et cetera, right? You know, and, and we talk in terms of demos and how do you help that buyer get the answers to their questions and they start off with, you know, can you? And later on, they ask how, but, but it's all about helping them and guiding them. And, you know, a, a buying cycle, right, is a living, breathing thing. It, it, and, and there's a lot of, you know, internal work and helping that buyer, like you just said a moment ago, 
I used to work for a company, um, my company called Hyperos, and we sold to compliance. And, you know, this is, you know, 15 years ago, compliance had never bought software before, right? They had never bought software. So you had to help them, right? You had to get them to, you know, we had to go get procurement involved and so forth. But, but it, boy, if you came in there with the typical, you know, approach, you would have offended them because they were like, oh, I, I, I have a compliance problem. I have no idea how to approach it. I mean, to them, Right. I mean, in a bad way, but to them, automation was a word processor that did redlining because they're legal. Right. Et cetera. So I think you're on, you know, on that track. And I'm really glad to see that you've taken the, the gumption to go out and say what you're saying, which is this is what we're going to do. If you don't like it, we're not going to do it. Right. Because you're not going to you know, I'm not here to get five days worth of billable time. That, that, that's not your, you know, your mantra because it's a, you're, you're living and breathing in a hybrid world. Well, think about it. I'm going to say, I can help you get better at selling, which is focusing on outcomes and results. Oh, that's excellent, Fred. Right, take you five days. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got no sense, has it, really, when you think about it like that? Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, hey, this has been great. I usually end all my podcasts with a question, which is, what books are you reading today? But I'm going to change it up a little bit today, right, since I, I think it's uh, obvious. Um, you know, Tell my audience what's not a lot of who've written before, written and, and authored books. You've got two there on the uh, that you've written. Um, what's that like, Fred? What's that? What's that process? The, the, the process to write. Yeah. Um, like, what, what? What? You know? You know? In 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 in, in one day you said I'm going to write a book. Like holy macro. How did you get? How did you get from point A to point B? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the second one was was certainly easier because I kind of made made the mistakes in the first. Um, I, I mean, really, it's. Being very clear on who you're writing for, I think that helps a hell of a lot. It's knowing your audience, what problems have they got, what issues have they got, what concerns, what pains, you know, what challenges there. Right, that's the challenge. That's why I'm doing it. I want to alleviate that full of. I've like been a salesperson. They said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're selling concepts, so it is. So okay, yep. that, I understand what the challenges are. I understand what the concepts are. How can I get them from there to there? How can I help them bridge that gap? Okay, well, there are certain things they're going to need to say and do. Right. How can I make that as clear as possible to them? How can I build a framework around that? What, okay, so E-V-O-L-V-E, the Evolve framework is what I use in hybrid selling. So we've got something to hang that on. Yeah. So now we've got each of these elements, the essentials, yeah, virtual selling, yeah, opportunity management, leading customers, value selling, expanding the relationship. We can put in the bits into each of there that a salesperson needs to know and needs to understand and be aware of to get better at it. So that's the kind of the, the thought process in pulling the content together. Then it's trying to make it interesting. So using the story, using, I mean, I went for a big story at the beginning, but then it's dropping in little stories. It's like, you know, real life anecdotes. That's what's happened. Practical application. And then for me, like I said, this stuff is about doing. I mean, the Brindis mantra is think, learn, do. And I'm kind of like, I'm doing the thinking for you. I'm putting it in a way that should resonate with learning. So I've done that for quite a bit, but you've got to do. So I took the whole last section to go, right, let's have a questionnaire in there so you can grade yourself on each of these. You can do like a little gap analysis on where can you benefit faster. Beautiful. It Beautiful. can then give you a bit of insight to what can you do first to start to really move that forward. Beautiful. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's because it's you're selling really, isn't it? Because you're, you're selling ideas. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. how I approached it and why second time round, I mean, I needed to do it fast and I want to do it fast and I could do it faster. Right. Got it. Good. Super. Last question. And having discipline, having discipline. Yeah. Also sales thing, getting no. up, doing it, same time, same day, putting the words in, yeah. doing whatever, and not, not expecting it to write itself. When I, when I wrote my book, that's what the, that's what the, the, the guy that was helping me mentor, he said, Greg, listen, 
Yeah. <laughs> hour a day, two hours a day, half hour a day. Like put in your calendar like it's the dentist appointment, right? You're not just do it. Every no matter how much you get done, who cares? Just like get something done, right? And 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 to your point, right? Um, you know, you, you sound like you were much more structured than I was. I kind of wandered, meandered around, had to go back and redo things. Last question, we're running out of time, and that is people are gonna listen to this podcast. And, and, and I want them to go back to the office and, and be able to do one thing different, one thing better. What is it, Fred? Um, one thing different. It's okay. It's quite a big thing, but it's a connect with me on LinkedIn on there. You'll get access to doing, if you go to my link or doing connect, go to my link tree and you'll see a scorecard, a scorecard uh, for both collaborative and hybrids. There's two scorecards. Pick which one you think is going to be most interesting to you. Do the questions, go through it. It will ask you 35 questions, which will then give you a tailored output with this is what you need to do and how you can develop as a result. Beautiful. That's Basically, cool. I've just cost myself book sales there, haven't I? <laughs> oh, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. well, why didn't I answer? Buy my book. That would have been yeah. the obvious yeah. response, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I know you won't edit it. One thing is we talked about Kevin Dixon, and I want him to hear this podcast and know that I called it Box Step because I used to call it Box Stop. And, and he got real mad at me for that. So, so thank you for bringing that name up. And if Kevin's listening, send me a note. And let me know you saw this podcast, Kevin. Fred, thanks for being a great participant today in the podcast. I think this was great. I love peeling back the onion on some of the things. Congratulations on the book. And we'll talk soon. Brilliant. No, thank you, Greg. Appreciate being invited. Thanks for listening to the Convenience Economy Podcast. And remember to rate, view, and subscribe. And for past episodes, go to amadim.com.